I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Little Yellow Bird No Repeat Original Podcast. My name is John Rogers and how are you today? You look well, you look lovely in fact. So, who do we have with us this week? Well, we have the same three head-butted corner flags as we had last week. We only have Zoe Whitford with us. Who is your favourite Norwich City? Ian. Ian Crook. Nice one. Richard. Jeffrey's with us. Who is your favourite Norwich City? Andy. Hi, John. Ooh. Linnigan. Andy Linnigan, wow. And finally, Claire, what's that name of that Norwich goalkeeper? <laughs> Which goalkeeper, John? Yeah, that, that Norwich goalkeeper. Who's, what's his name? The one in goal? Yeah, what's his name? Yeah, John. No, not him. No? I'll just no. forget it. OK. So this week, we beat Birmingham 2-0... And the game was summed up by a spontaneous and emotional minute applause, followed by a lot of sadness, a few tears and a lot of shaking heads with reminiscing of the past. But enough of the welcome Zola got from the Birmingham fans. <laughs> Let's do the podcast. <laughs> so this is how it works. I'm going to ask my banter buddy three questions the guys already know the questions but they don't know the answers of their fellow banter buddies so if they get through to the end of their answer whilst being original and no repeaty they get 10 points however if they aren't original or repeat nonsense they have five points taken away instantly it's as simple as that is everybody ready yes yes, yes. there's three yeses so i have to press this button Fuck. It's all right. Don't panic. I'm going to edit this out. No one will know. <laughs> no one will know. Because no. I press this button instead. Is everybody ready? Yes. Yes. I'll press this button then. It's a little yellow bird, no repeat original podcast. It's a little yellow bird, no repeat original podcast. Or is it? Yeah, it is. So, here we go. The best transfer window in the month of January goes to Zoe. Yes. Norris City's best signing in January yep. has got to have been Dean Ashton. He was an exceptionally talented player, one of the most talented we've probably ever had. He 
Um, when we signed him, we went from a team that looked like they had no hope um, of not being relegated to a team that looked like they almost had some hope of not being relegated. They were relegated, but never mind. <laughs> uh, he scored a lot of goals. He was a very impressive player. But more than that, I was impressed by the amount of work he clearly had to do um, not to be any more chunky than he actually was. Mm-hmm. He was a chunk on the football pitch. I loved that. I like it. I like a big. I like a big bloke. Um, <laughs> oh, Don't me all. <laughs> God, Rich, um, you're in here. I'm telling you because I'm. I've seen pictures of you. <laughs> this is taking a whole new turn. It's outrageous. Bit of meat on the bones. Don't see any of them these days. And um, you don't, yeah. do you? I agree you with that. Good for you, Zoe. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's my answer, Dean Ashton. Dean Ashton, because he used the word chunk, and I hate the word chunk, never liked it. So, <laughs> let's go. Now, I'm going to give you ten points for that, because I loved it. I've never heard that before, so I'm giving you ten points for that. That was very, very good. Rich? Yo. The best transfer for Norwich City in the month of Jan? The month of Jan? Yeah, month of Jan. Okay, because when when you sent the question, oh, this is going to be awful. <laughs> it's uh, your question: the best transfer of any Jan for NCFC. Oh. So I thought Jan. I thought the name Jan. Hmm. I'll I'll just have to carry on with my answer. Keep, go, keep going. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's going to be rubbish. The best Jan ever signed for Norwich is Jan in accounts. Um, they got from Lovell Blake back in '92, uh, I think it was. Lovell Blake, uh, and she's uh, that's a company. I what? know it is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know Mrs. Lovell. Norwich knowledge. I know Mrs. Lovell Norwich Blake. Knowledge. Norwich knowledge. Her name was Mary uh, Lovell Blake. Is it? Yeah, it's true. Uh-huh. It's true. But anyway, they got Jan from Mary, and um, she's been in '92. She does the accounts. Um, she's very good at it. Never makes a mistake. Um, very uh, discreet. And, uh, <laughs> discreet. <laughs> you have to be working accounts, John. It's top secret stuff. Is on. it? So, oh, I see. I'd be so, no good at that. Yeah, you'd be I'd terrible. be like, do you know how much Jim's on? Bloody hell! <laughs> but anyway, then I thought, well, hang on a minute. I've, that maybe I've slightly misunderstood because it must surely it's a football podcast. John means a footballer. Are, are you so, lying to us through comedy? No, no, this with is comedy my effect. process. This genuinely happened in my head. Okay. <laughs> so I thought it can't be Jan; it must be Jan. So I thought, huh. did we sign Jan Veniger of Hesselink? <laughs> no. No. Did we sign Jan, Jan Arga Fjortoft? Definitely not. No. So we only ever signed one Jan, and that was Jan Mulby. Oh. Yeah, big Jan Mulby. Um, Made three appearances on loan, no goals. And until John Hartson took the record off him, he held the record for the fullest ever Norwich shirt worn by a professional athlete. Um, that's distinct from the fan competition, which is there's plenty of out-of-shape Norwich fans who uh, hmm. who would uh, beat him to that. But he was a big lad. Um, that, so that was my answer. He's the, the main, the only Yan we've ever signed. So he is uh, our greatest ever... Transfer called Yan. That's very, very good. Ten points. Thank you. Wow. Claire. Wow. Pressure's on now. Claire, 
Who is yes. our best transfer ever in the month of Jan for Norwich City Football Club? Who is it? Well, um, my initial thought was the same as Zoe, that it was Dean Ashton, but then I just thought, well, everyone's going to think of Dean Ashton. Um, so I did a bit of research because I couldn't really think of any other good signings in January at all. Although it does actually turn out we did sign Johnny Howson in January as well, just so did you we? know. We did. Oh. Also very, very good. But I'm not going with Johnny. I'm taking a little bit of a risk, a lot of a risk, and I'm going to say Darren Huckabee. <gasps> now, obviously, we signed him in December, famously signed him on Boxing Day, as we now have that wonderful song that lasts for about two hours. Um the 12 days of Huckabee or whatever it is. Um, Thanks, mate. <laughs> just so you know. Um, but while I was doing my studying, I found out that the transfer window, as we know it now, with the summer and winter windows, actually started in 2002-2003 season. Mm. And we signed Darren Huckabee in December of 2003. So that was a year later. So he was definitely signed in the winter transfer window. So I'm just renaming the question slightly and taking a risk. So it's uh, not January, but it was six tiny weeny days earlier than January. But, um, yeah, so Darren Huckabee... Um, not really just because of how great he was and what he did for the team, but really just because of the whole transfer saga that went with it. It was the best one we've ever had. I mean, we were all so desperate to sign him. Um, no one could really think about anything else. We didn't think we'd be able to afford him. And his, his agent got sort of involved in it all and, and started saying things that Darren hadn't said. And then Darren told him to piss off and he went and sorted it all out with Man City himself. So it was all very on off. We were all totally transfixed by it um I definitely didn't actually do any work for about three weeks I was rather than x-raying patients I think I was stuck to the computer just hitting refresh 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 all the time desperate for any news um, I was actually obsessed um but it actually turned out that I found out about it before anyone else really did anyway because on boxing day morning um I my neighbors in Norwich um actually related to someone that's on the was on the board at Norwich City and he was heavily involved in signing Darren Huckabee so they rushed Ooh. around in the morning on Boxing Day to tell us. Who was it? Oh, I'm not dropping any names. Do Don't want to get in trouble. It was a big secret I'll give him. you two extra points if you drop a name. Goggler. Barry Skipper. <laughs> you did as well, as in two <laughs> invisible points that don't exist anywhere, and you've just... Well, Barry, I hope you didn't take much to get it out of Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Barry. You brought the bloody club down from its knees, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, um, yeah, so... I turned up at the game, obviously, very smug in the knowledge that we knew that he was going to be announced before the game. It was all wonderful. Everyone was very happy and all, it all turned out pretty well. But also more than that, he, he didn't ever want to play for, uh, against us when he left us. And he came back and from America and adopted Norwich as his home. And he's still obviously living there. And he she, started she, watching the team and season ticket. And yeah, so I'm going with Darren Huckabee. Um, I know it's a risk, but... Um, I've got the facts to back it up that it, the winter transfer window, which is now the January transfer window, obviously started a little bit early back then. If you don't like it, take it up with FIFA. Nice. Ten points and the bonus <gasps> two points. Oh, exciting. For dropping the name. 
that that does go to everyone else. If you want to drop some names and you get two <laughs> bonus points. So should we go through the scores quickly? Zoe, 10 points. Rich, 10 points. Claire, 12 points. Ooh. She's dropped that little name to get her bonus points. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to I'm question shout this week. two. So this week, Tim Close has scored a goal. He scored a bloody good goal, and then he celebrated like it was 1998. But <laughs> what did he remind you of? And this goes to Rich first. OK, well, it was a great celebration, as you said. Um, the, it was a exuberant. He let himself go. He was so joyous to score uh, and the heading of the corner flag mate just finished it off nicely um, which incidentally that's actually a much more difficult header than uh, the one he just scored with um, he could have easily taken an eye out um, on the corner flag he had to be very precise if you watch him do it um, you'll see he sort of thinks about it and you know headbutts the flag very good um, but what did it remind me of well I thought of a few sort of animal Animals, it sort of reminded me of like a, it a little bit like a few a, animals, <laughs> <laughs> like a baby giraffe. You know, when they're born, they just get the hang of standing up and they're a bit unsteady on their feet. And then this, that particular baby giraffe was introduced to a downward slope. Uh, but I thought, no, that's not quite right. And then I thought he rose like a beautiful, sleek dolphin, breaching the surface of the ocean, spinning in the air just for the fun of it, before crashing back down into the surf. But I thought, no, that's not quite right either. So what? stick to what you know. Always. Um, and it was reminiscent of a drunken night out, basically. <laughs> it was a drunken night out in microcosm. Um, so if you picture a, um, a new father, he's been at the hospital, his wife's um, had their first child, he's obviously very happy. He goes down to the pub to celebrate near his public hospital. Um, that's a few, a few too many. He leaves the pub, he's saying hello to strangers and loves everybody. He grabs a, <laughs> a passing a granny and gives her a big kiss and oh. he's very happy. He swings around a lamppost with an arm outstretched and he throws his hat in the air, um, just like an old musical. And like in a musical, he tries to do one of those jumps in the air where you click your heels in midair, but he's, he's had a few too many beers, so he can't quite carry that off and oh. he lands a bit awkwardly. And this is where we turn to Tim's exuberance to the the corner flag incident. He sort of turns from a happy drunk to a confused drunk and he lashes out. He's unsure where he is all of a sudden. He sees a blurry image in front of him. He's not sure what it is right in his face. He's not sure if it's a friend or a foe, so he just thinks, I'll I'll put one on this. I'll stitch that pal, he says. (laughs) He he puts his head on it. Um, And that's what Tim did. That's what it reminded me of. He didn't end up in a cell. Um... So uh, that's one sort of small, small mercy. Um, and that's how nights out can go wrong, um, but how celebrations can go so right. Oh, very, very good. I love that. Ten points, no question whatsoever. So Ooh. let's move on to Claire. OK, yeah, well, it didn't really remind me of lovely baby giraffes and things. It, um, it reminded me of something that I couldn't quite put my finger on, but it, it came to me that it was a... Diego Maradona in his um, drug-fueled celebration in the 1994 World Cup when he scored against Greece. Um, Obviously, Tim Closer 
isn't on drugs, I would hope and presume. <laughs> he's he's too nice and too good a boy. Reminds you that Tim Closer is not on drugs. <laughs> no. And I will go on to explain why he is very good, a very good boy. Um, yeah, so Maradona scored, he went crazy, he was running around like a lunatic, like a madman. Um, he was all sort of wild-eyed and, and completely lost control, ran up to the TV camera and headbutted it. So Tim's was really very similar to that. He also ran around like a crazy fool because he is a crazy fool and he was wild-eyed and he lost control of himself just because he was so happy. He had no comprehension at all of what he was doing and, uh, yeah, ran up to the, the flat and headbutted it so really remarkably similar both involving really uh, remarkable really remarkable um both involving ecstasy just of different different types and uh just uh, but even in the moment of pure pure joy and happiness um tim tim had an important message because he's he's got good morals and he, he wanted just to sort of remind everyone that, hey, you know, you can you can have just as much fun without doing drugs. So what a role model he is. He really is. What a man. So, yeah, so that's what it reminded me of. That's some sort of interpretive dance. That, do you know what? That, that, just see that celebration you just did. That's definitely to say don't take drugs, guys. <laughs> Winners don't use drugs. <laughs> Very good. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Claire. Guess what? <laughs> What? Ten points. Ooh. Well Ooh. done. This is you going do. really well for everyone today. I don't know why. Just like, it feels like no I've never heard this before. I just got a feeling I've never heard this before. I don't know why. So, <laughs> Zoe, what yes. on earth did Tim Closer remind you of? A dolphin? A giraffe? A drugged-up Argentinian? Who? <laughs> None of those things. John. Thank God for that. Uh, I think Tim. Tim should bring out his own range of wristbands. And these wristbands would would carry the initials of his, his motto that he lives by. And that's WWAAD. That stands for What Would an Angel Do? Oh. Because Tim, to me, he is an angel sent to us from Switzerland or heaven or whichever place has the best cheese. And... <laughs> He's, he, he, yeah, maybe. He's been, no holes in that one. He's been sent to us to teach us lots of things about football and about life and about love and about hope. And ever since he turned up last January, he's he's been teaching us these lessons. Um, he's taught us how to hope again when he came into the side and almost single-handedly stopped us from going down. He talked us, taught us about despair 
about sadness and about never letting us get ourselves carried away uh, with with hope and expectation because we ended up disappointed. But he was there to teach us about that as well. And this season, he's he's teaching us about his own lessons of of having to learn new skills, even though he had plenty already. And that's championship defending, about defending against big lumps of strikers, lumping the ball and running fast at him. And uh, he just carries on teaching us things. And so on Saturday with his celebration, leaping like a masterful Mother Teresa to head the ball in, (laughs) wheeling away with his cloak behind him. He just (laughs) reminded me yet again of the beautiful angel that he is. And as he he went back to the centre circle, I couldn't help but shout out at him, please never leave us. And I hope he never does. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. There's, no, there's no question about it. Do you know what? I'm going to give you 10 points for that. But also, when we talk about heaven and cheese, you didn't go with the obvious joke about holy cheese because of the Swiss thing. And for that, I'm going to give you two extra points. You didn't cliche yourself. <laughs> well done. So let's go through the scores. Unfortunately, in third place is... It's rich with, with 20 oh, points. That's good, though. That's oh, very that's good. Yeah. Very good. And in joint first place with 22 each oh, to Claire nice. and Zoe. Nice, so basically, what you've got to do, Rich, is get that extra bonus two points. I believe in you. I bloody believe Thanks, in you. Oh, come on! Let's do question three, come then. On. So, the last time we won a game away was in the first day of October, which was during Ryder Cup times. Wow. What on earth can we do again to win away? I'm going to ask Claire first. Well... Okay, I'm actually going to take you back to that game on the 1st of October, which is the the last game we won. Um, And it's it's really rather simple, and I'm really not sure why we haven't already tried this again, but we need to wear our third kit again. That's the shirt we were wearing in that game, and and we won. So I think that's actually the only time we've worn it all season. So it's got a 100% success rate for away games. So it's a pretty crucial factor, I think, really, in all of it. Um, Put that on, and they'll evoke the spirit of the early 90s, when not only were we a great team, we were a quite amazing away team. Um, we, you know, some of the results were we beat Arsenal um, 4-2, we beat um, Everton twice, including 5-1, we beat Spurs away, we beat Chelsea away twice, which isn't quite as impressive then as it would be now, but it's it still sounds good. And uh, we beat Liverpool 1-0 at Anfield on the last day of the Standing Cop, which was a great game. Um, I was there, I was there. I, I was there too, Rich. Oh. Probably a lot littler than, than you, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> she just told you what to say. I was there with my daddy. Um, oh. And then obviously the best of all, the most impressive of all, we beat Bayern Munich away in the Olympic Stadium. Um, I was there too. <laughs> Oh, I, I wasn't there. Jealous. No, no, oh. Very jealous. Um, but uh, How we old were... are you, Rich? <laughs> 110. Um, am I early 40s? 
No, you're not. Forty what? I'm forty fucking five. All right. <laughs> Early forties. Classic. Um, Can I just say as well, Moxie's just gone. What? What? Yes, Moxie's gone. Carry on, what? Claire. No, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to go live. Jess Moxie. It, uh, I've heard of him. He's resigned and left the club by mutual consent. <gasps> this is live, breaking news. This is so exciting. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Let's talk about Moxie. Everyone's checking their phone. Sorry, Claire, sorry. Moxit. Moxit is official. Oh, wow. should, we, should we drop the thing? Oh. Rich was going to win today, but fuck that. It's Let's finished. talk about Moxie. So, oh he's, he's officially left. Wow. This is amazing. So, what has happened? He's gone, John. I need to, I need to change it. He's, re- he's resigned. Oh, my he was, goodness. He was the root of all our troubles. Interesting. This is a breaking news. I don't know what to do. I feel like 9-11's <laughs> just happened. Yeah. It'll be old news by the time everyone's listening to this, though. No, it won't. I'll get it up right now. As soon as I get it. So, oh, so why do you think Moxie's gone? Obviously, it didn't go very well during the transfer window, or it did go well? Well, I well think if they're that... saying he's resigned... Yeah, but they he... always say that, don't they? <laughs> yeah, right. maybe. The words mutual consent are also involved. Uh... So that would indicate that they discussed it between the all the relevant parties before he resigned. Wow. Mm. But, wow. He's resigned and left the club by mutual consent. Uh, consent. Uh, that's, that's weird, isn't it? To resign and then leave oh, by mutual consent. Well, we're not paying your full compensation, but if you resign, we'll pay some of it. I don't know. Should we, should we relieve, uh, release our breaking news, Rich? I know, I like, our exclusive. Yeah. We were hanging outside Car Road, me and Rich. Yeah. And then we saw Moxie coming down the stairs of the, of the Gerald exit. Yeah. Do, 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 do. He walks out, and guess what he said to Rich? You'll never no. guess. You'll never guess. He went, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and what did Rich say back to him? Being the rebel he is, the 45-year-old, oh, I've been everywhere, mate. I can do everything. Just what he said him back to him? <laughs> Go on. Kiss off you, twat. Nearly. Very nearly. Very um, nearly, that. He went, you're, you're just Moxie, aren't you? Oh, my God. Or words, those effects. Now. Oh, wow. This is... Oh, I don't want to... So who's going to be taking over? Who cares? Balls. Well, exclusive, John. Uh, I have to reveal the reason you saw me outside Carrow Road was <laughs> I was in advance talks. <laughs> and uh, no, it's not me. That's, I don't know. Should we carry on? I feel like we shouldn't, don't, shouldn't carry on. Yeah, I think we should carry on. Okay. Let's see what develops over the next 10 minutes. Wow. We'll back to it, eh? We can talk about it at the end, I guess. Sorry, Claire, carry on. What was it? Well <laughs> done. Yeah. Well, well done, done, Claire. 10 points. Happened. Good job. Like nothing's happened. Oh, is that it? Have I finished? Yeah. Use the wake kit, 10 points. Zoe, yeah. your turn. What we can do, what we can do to win? <laughs> Sack the chief exec. Good. 10 points to you, Rich. What are you going to go for? Oh, well, I've got, a, I've got an answer planned out. Go on. Do you want to hear it? Nope. nope. <laughs> Just Basically, say anything. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. yep. Psychology. Last time we won a Cardiff. Think about that. What did we do? Oh, yeah. Uh, Lafferty went off at half time when we were losing 2 0. Cameron came on for 1 4 2. So don't start Lafferty. That was it in a nutshell. Excellent. That's fantastic. And chief exec. And yeah. do you know what? Oh, you idiot. You just repeated exactly what oh, Zoe said. Oh. Oh, so close. You would... Oh, John. Let's talk about... Oh, Oh, Sorry, mate. That's the... Rules are rules. Five points away. I'm really upset with myself. Really disappointed with myself. So, Zoe and Claire, 
are joint winners again. And oh. well done, girls. Oh. Gutted for you, Rich. I really uh, am. I'm getting closer. Definitely. Oh, I feel I feel so itchy now because. Oh, so we need what we need is a tie-breaking question. Do you have your earphones on, girls? Yeah. Here we go then. This is the tie-break question to see who wins. Hold on. Hi, this is Simon Thomas, and today's tiebreaker question is: What is Carra Road's full capacity? What is Carra Road's full capacity? From the Simon Thomas. I can't say his name. I'm so excited. Simon Thomas. So who wants to go first? Let's go with Claire first. What are you going to go for, Claire? Official. Don't start googling things. No, I'm not. Twenty-seven thousand two hundred five. Two hundred five. Zoe, hit me with it. Uh, twenty-seven thousand one hundred seven. Oh, should we find out who the what the answer is? Good luck. The answer is twenty-seven thousand two hundred and forty-four. Oh, well done. That was very good. Claire, you've only won one. <laughs> Hooray! Hooray! And Rich, got, yeah. a little, got a little message for you. Oh. And commiserations, Rich. Oh, a little cough and a laugh because he pities you. Oh, she's playing. So there we go. That was really good. Claire won during breaking news of Moxie being resigned. Wow. wow. It's Amazing. a big one to win. It is, I isn't can, it? Wow, I can what deal, deal well under pressure. We've finally quote got something to push Ed to Ball's, people. Ed Ball's quote. The yeah. role hasn't worked out satisfactorily for Jez, his family or Norwich. All parties professionally and amicably agree to move on. Wow. Mm. So who's coming back? Well, obviously, speculation's rife that the nephew Tom's taken over on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> is <laughs> it? Nephew Tom with the... Oh, blimey. Tom. Wow, I don't want to say anymore. Well, stunning. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy, though. Are you? I, I it hasn't him. worked out, has it? Let's, 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 have a, let's, let's, let's give a quick five-minute breakdown. But it hasn't worked out because this, the ticket thing was a big thing. We, we knew that. I think that we've made that um, mistake. We McNally made that mistake early on. So the club knew that if you put a stupid price on a club game, you're not going to get sales. And that's, they, he fell for that one. Did he do a really poor job in the transfer window? That's the only thing we've got to come go with, is really, isn't it? I think on the outside looking in, he didn't, did he? Because no, but you don't think, know what happened, do you? Well, from what we do know, we we know that that Wiltshire was four million rising to seven, depending on certain things. We got the guy from from Ajax in um, the young, um, the guy from Iceland early in the window. Oh yeah. Um, and we got Brady wanted to go in the summer. We got a good price for him. Olsen wants to go in the summer. Don't forget Moxie got him to sign a contract very recently that allowed us to get as much as we did for him. When we did the Wolves preview, um, the Wolves guy said he is good in the transfer window. He will. That's his strength. Um, so maybe... Yeah. We saw him at his best, and they saw him behind the scenes not at his best, and decided the only, uh, it wasn't fair. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is that we were in for a few more other players, and they didn't come off, or he didn't do something, or ah, oh, I've got it. He didn't get rid of Carl Lafferty. Maybe that was his number <laughs> one thing on yeah. his on his appraisal. 
Number one, get rid of Carl Lafferty. Fail, off you go. Whoever does that's going in the Hall of Fame straight away. Yeah. Mm. Mm. He didn't. He didn't come across as a. How do you word this? Because Manali wasn't Little Norwich either, but he didn't come across as a family club man, did he? He was very no, Midlands, I think wasn't he? I think that's the main thing. I don't think he really understood what Norwich is all about in terms no. of the communication with the fans and and the ticket prices, all that kind of thing. Um, David McNally was, you know, he had a nasty streak, but he got that completely. And I mm. think that's probably the difference. The transfer window I was quite happy with. I don't think it's anything to do with that. I, mean, I think it's, it's... Zoe, what do you think? It's a, it's a very un-Norwich thing to do. I mean, he's not been in the job very long and, you know, we obviously don't like sacking people. Um, that's so, true. It's a very good point. But, uh, you know, there's obviously stuff been going on. I don't think the transfer window was a disaster, but, you know, probably what's been happening on the field hasn't been influenced by Jez yet but maybe if if they could see that things are taking a bad turn off the field that would then make things you know go downhill on the field even further then they had to take action because it's you know hopefully that you know they've done that in good time now and we can turn things around off the field and you know the fans will be happier um and Alex Neil can get and the players can get on with their job and We'll see where we get to. Yeah. It's quite a good point, actually, um, Zoe, because we haven't, we didn't, haven't got rid of Alex Neal when literally ninety-five percent of the fan base were asking for him to go. So we obviously mm. have trust in people, but to get rid of someone so important in the club so soon, mm, interesting. It's a bit like when, um, but when you're know, sort of playing and the players doing really, really badly in the first half, I always think, well, why don't you just take them off in the first half? Why do you have to wait till after the? you know half time so if they're bad if they're not if it's not working out just just get rid before they do any more damage well there we go then what an interesting little podcast it kind of ruined everything but it was worth ruining wasn't it mm. so there we go so claire won there we go so this is the podcast where claire drops names like kanye westwood where rich <laughs> talks about his average drunken night out where he's clicking his heels like dick van dyke one moment and then headbutting strangers like a total dick the next. Yeah. And then Zoe, she just loves a chunk of Dean. Hashtag Dean Chunk. Mm. <laughs> so, goodbye to Rich. Goodbye. David McNally's incoming. What? McNally. I thought I was breaking news and I shit myself. No, no. <laughs> and then Bye, g- goodbye to Zoe. Bye, John. Hello, Claire. Hello. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh every time so bye everyone thanks very very much and we'll talk to you very very soon where we'll probably have a new CEO which stands for I don't really know bye
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 